Testing. Testing. Oh my god, how am I gonna do this? Alright, well, I'm gonna fucking try my best. Let me see. The camera is not hard for me to operate. It's both at the same time. You know what I mean? Okay, guys, here's my mini. Oh my god, I'm too far. See what I'm fucking talking about? I need a. Or I need like something else. I need something else. But this is my microphone. See what I mean? If I fucking move it, does it come out? No, I think it's still recording. Okay. Okay. And here is my big purple chair. And I. Is she going to come in here? Oh no, I think it tells me when um it's unplugged. This is my planning paper. <laughs> I made it myself. Isn't it cute? I want to do an updated one for the new year, but um I'm really proud of it. Okay. Am I good to go here? I need a pro hello producers. Hello, hello. I need you. Do you want to produce my podcast for me or videographer? Whoever does both, both of these. That's what I need. I also think I need. Um, do you see me hunched over? Ew. I also need a co-host sometimes because. It's giving narcissistic, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's very, it's a little bit different when, it's a little bit different when there's no video, I feel like. Is it? I don't know. All right, anyway, I'm, we're just going to do it, okay? Shut the fuck up. Okay, okay, okay. Is it focused though? It is, right? I don't like how my face is looking. Does my face look okay? <laughs> You're like, bitch. <laughs> if, if I knew how this was gonna be, I wouldn't have said do the video, right? I'll get better at it. Okay, welcome to Welcome back to My Big Sister's Podcast. I'm your host, Tina Kay. This is our Thanksgiving special. <laughs> Real fucking special, isn't it? Let's do our drink check-in. I have my big gloomy Starbucks mug. Is this a mug? Tumbler? Mama got this for me. I love this one. I've actually had it for years. So let me tell you, those Starbucks tumblers are... I keep checking the fucking viewfinder. Okay, the Starbucks tumbler. I have a giant cold brew in here. Do you know what I did today? I started doing this because I realized I really like it. Um, I put a little bit of water into my cold brew, plus almond milk, plus cinnamon. I started adding water. Do you do that too? I think that's an Americano. An Americano is, is two Starbucks. An Americano is two espresso shots and a little bit of water, right? 
I don't know. I, I realize that I love when my coffee gets watered down. Is that disgusting? I love a dark roast. And then I like when it gets watered down. But I also like when it gives me a lot of energy. So I think that's cold brew. Anyway, that's what I'm drinking. I should have a water. I don't have a water. <laughs> I don't have palm juice. I don't have seltzer. I don't have water by me. I'm, please, okay? But it's our Thanksgiving special. And if you're a podcast listener that came from my original content, you might have already seen that sometimes I do a Thanksgiving episode because I don't fucking like Thanksgiving. I'm not a Thanksgiving person. And that's what media training would tell me to tell you. I'm not a Thanksgiving person. The truth is, I think it's a really weird fucking holiday. I like the modern rituals of it. I like the modern practice of it's a day, it's a legal holiday off where people get together. Am I super hunched? Well, what the fuck am I supposed to do? It's a legal holiday off where people get together. You're a lot off of work. You're usually out early on Wednesday. A lot of companies do off on Friday. If you work retail, then I mean, you work most of this, but you know what I'm getting at. It's a good day off. And the traditions are to be with family and eat food together. And it's very potluckish where everyone brings something, you know, if you have it in someone's house or if you go somewhere to eat, you cater it, whatever it may be. It's nice because it's a day where everybody gets together. However, the history of it, that's a lot. And, you know, I don't discuss any politics. But this is something I've felt since I was in high school. This is not a new revelation of mine. This is nothing TikTok taught me. This is nothing the fucking media on the TV taught me. I remember being in history class and we were, when we were talking about Thanksgiving, I was like, wait, what happened after they ate? <laughs> and then I was like, wait, why, why do we celebrate this? That's literally how I felt in, in the moment when I learned about it. And I'm, what's the word? Naturally rebellious. And I'll hyperfixate and pick one fucking thing to feel major. I just spit. (laughs) I'll pick one fucking thing to feel very passionately about and what what deserves justice and blah, blah, blah. You know how that goes. ADHD things and uh, spectrum things, I guess. I don't know. Diagnose, don't diagnose. It, It doesn't really matter to me. But this is what I do. And then I'll stick to it and I'll be very stubborn about it. So there is, I don't think I've participated in a Thanksgiving in a long time. I'll participate as in like, obviously, you know, when I have to go see my family, I'll go see my family. But as far as it, but there's years I spent it alone. (laughs) Basically, my point is basically there's years I've spent it alone. Whether it be I was depressed, whether it be I didn't feel good, or I was just being fucking stubborn and bratty and like, I'm not doing that. The other thing was there was many holidays because I'm 31, right? So that's a lot of Thanksgiving since 15. Um, There's a lot of Thanksgivings that I went out the night before. Is this a thing by you? Because when I started getting into YouTube and when I became an influencer, I noticed I started learning about other 
states and how people do things in other places. Not everyone goes out Thanksgiving Eve. I'm from Staten Island. That's a big fucking thing around here. Like Thanksgiving Eve. I've literally even gotten a limo to go out for Thanksgiving Eve. Like it is the biggest night. Personally, I've always had a wonderful Thanksgiving Eve. A lot of people call it amateur night. They call it something else too. I don't know what the other term is. They call it... um. Let me know what they call it by you because I know that there's different terms for it. By me, we call it Thanksgiving Eve and we're in Staten Island, so it's really easy to go to the city. So we'll go out in Manhattan or you you can go to your local bars. Like the local bars around here on Staten Island are packed on Thanksgiving Eve. It's crazy. Like Uber's everywhere. Everyone takes a cab. It's a huge night and it can get pretty crazy. I've never had a bad experience on Thanksgiving Eve. I've had bad nights out, obviously, like fights and stuff, but, and it being just a mess and too crowded and all of the bullshit. But for some reason, Thanksgiving Eve was always like a a good vibe and a great night out. I haven't went in a couple of years. Why? I can't remember. I don't know all the reasons. I know last year is probably, we didn't go because of Cher. The year before that was COVID, the pandemic. It was like 2020, like everything was not locked down. And um, the year before that, I think we did go, but I can't remember. (laughs) But I just have fond memories of Thanksgiving Eve always being such a great night out. I would love to go this year, but I don't think we are. I think it's, um, it's just too much. And I just have too much to do. Oh my God, as you get older, it's like, is it even worth going? Because I have too much to do. The light, the nights leading up to Thanksgiving, like the night before Thanksgiving, I have too much to do. Um, what I'm gonna be doing is Thursday we're going out to dinner, early dinner, lunch. It's like one o'clock. Lunch, we're going to lunch, and then Friday I'm going with Cher to my mom's. So I have to cook, I have to bake the cornbread, I have to get our stuff together. <laughs> I have to get the truck ready to put her in it and all of the things. So I just feel like I have way too much to do, although I would love to go out. But yes, um, my point is, I'm just on a tangent. Oh, another thing, I fidget, okay? I fidget a lot. You might notice I'm gonna be fidgeting. Am I still? Yeah, I fidget a lot, I, I fidget. Um, I would still love to go out. My point is, I'm probably getting a package. Cher's growling at the door. Hold on. You okay? Chi-Chi? She's usually sleeping when I record, but she woke up last night. I think it was like two in the morning and I finally fell asleep and I was in it. I felt so good. I was sleeping so deep. She woke up and she comes to the side of the bed and her little nose comes right in my face and she sits. And I'm happy she does it. It doesn't upset me. I'm happy that because I tell her, you if you don't feel good, you come and get mommy. Now she does. I'm telling you, we speak the same language, okay? So she comes to wake me up. I was fucking tired. I don't know what she wanted. I don't know if she got too hot because the heat was on. So I cracked the window. We were both up rubbing her back, rubbing her belly. It didn't sound like she had any gas. I don't know what it was, but basically I didn't get a lot of sleep. (laughs) So you're going to have to bear with me. I did not get a lot of sleep. She's awake. 
that's why I said I'm just going to record this until she makes me take her out. Because she's cranky. It's it's a fucking mess. This was supposed to be such a nice episode. <laughs> I'm just going to power through. So there's a lot of Thanksgivings I was too drunk to go. <laughs> all in all, there's a lot of Thanksgivings I was too drunk to be there on time or be there at all. Like way too hungover. I would get home. Oh my God. Or not get home at all. So I've missed a few Thanksgivings. And then there was some where I was violently depressed and just didn't go anywhere. I remember when I lived by myself, I didn't go anywhere. And that was the first one that I was like, oof. That's when I learned, you know, for some people, the holidays are not, oh my God, I can't wait, mashed potatoes. For some people, the holidays are, you know, not fun and not something to look forward to. I always get like, um, tell me if this is you too. Like there's not necessarily anything bad happening, but I think is it trauma? I don't know. But I think because I've had so many poor, poor, I've had so many bad holiday experiences that when the holidays arrive, like as soon as Halloween's over, I get this like sinking feeling no matter what the fuck is going on. I always get like this underlying sinking feeling. There's always an underlining of like doom and gloom. That's a good word for it. So I like to put out content for Thanksgiving because I remember on the day when I was by myself, I think I was just rewatching Scandal. I think I ordered food or I didn't eat at all probably. I probably smoked a pack of cigarettes. (laughs) I didn't do any drugs though, (laughs) which was, I remember being proud of that too. Like I spent a few months really depressed. I have a video on this. This is not new information. I think I have a YouTube video about this. Maybe not this specific experience, but I spent, you know, I had a deep depression and um, something I was really proud of coming out of it. And even in the depths of being depressed, I was really adamant about not becoming a drug addict because I remember feeling so badly that I want to pacify this feeling, but the furthest I would go is smoking cigarettes. I don't think, I didn't smoke weed. I didn't do anything else. I didn't even take my antidepressants at the time, which I was prescribed because I really just, I knew it had to be something I needed to look inward about and not something that I needed to pacify And I also wasn't in a place to go to therapy. Do you know what I'm saying? Are you guys like that? I fucking hate when people are like, you should get a therapist. A therapist is only going to work if you're receptive to the information they're giving you. I'm not in a, I'm rarely in a receptive place, but I wasn't in a receptive place. Also with therapy, I feel like, okay, we have this 45 minute to an hour session. What happens when I go home? (laughs) What am I doing when I leave? You're going to break me down and then send me home in tears? Like that part to me is like, yeah, no. So anyway, another tangent. When I was home on these holidays, because obviously Thanksgiving isn't the only thing that I spent alone in my life, I would just try to find content that made me feel, made me either forget about how bad I felt 
or made me feel less alone or made me feel like I had friends or made me feel like I had somebody, but also in a parasocial way where like, I don't have anything to give. I can't necessarily give conversation because that's the reason why people isolate too. I have nothing, I had nothing to give. I had nothing to contribute. I didn't have conversation. I didn't have good energy. I didn't have smiles. Like I didn't have anything to even mask being a normal person. To sh- Am I blocking my own light? To even show up and um, pretend to be okay. So it's not really like, oh, why don't you call a friend over? It's like, I have nothing to give. Especially on a holiday. Everybody has their own plans. So I would look on, you know, I found Wendy Williams. And I would watch a bunch of those episodes. I would watch Scandal again, movies, until I fell asleep, basically. Order food or smoke cigarettes or go on walks. Like, that's what I did. I did a lot of walking, circling, music, cigarettes, uh, Wendy Williams, <laughs> Scandal. And then after that, when that chapter, not that I'm healed, but when that chapter was over, when I felt less pain and spent the holidays with people, I made sure to put out a video because I just remembered feeling so fucked up, you know, and don't go on Instagram because everyone's posting with their fucking families and it's like, oh, fuck. (laughs) Everyone's happy. How come this is just me? How come everybody's happy? You just feel very woe is me and very isolated and very like a singular experience when that is not the case. It's not a singular experience. And I could tell you because when I talk about these things, I'll get messages in return of listeners like you, watchers like you that will tell me they felt the same or or they appreciate that the content was here because they are going through it alone at the moment and it was more comforting to know that they're not the only one. And what I like about TikTok recently is that There's people like this who will make TikTok videos about the experience. Like I, let's do a prediction. I bet if you download TikTok, like I told you to, if you did your homework, download TikTok, you'll see videos of influencers or creators or just people saying, I'm spending Thanksgiving alone, but I'm going to document the day about what I'm going to do to not feel depressed. I guarantee you'll see those videos because one, usually influencers are lonely people. And that's the reason why they turn to the internet. And I mean that meaning like I'm speaking for myself. <laughs> and I know I know it to be true and I'm one of them. And another thing is it kind of makes it more surreal versus like it just make it just gives it meaning like it just gives it a meaning. If I'm going to be alone, maybe if I share the experience people will comment that they're experiencing the same thing and you feel less alone. Or maybe they'll go on they'll go on TikTok live and talk to other people who are alone or they'll they'll order themselves a meal and you can eat with them and, and things like that. So I'm hoping that if any of you are alone or if I find if this reaches new people, new listeners who happen to be alone for the holiday, holiday, um, you, that you feel less alone, that I've experienced it and, and it changes, you know, maybe you won't be happy every year for the rest of your life on the holiday. Um, But maybe next year you'll have a great Thanksgiving or maybe you'll have a few, at least a decade of great Thanksgivings. Like there's highs and lows in everybody's life. It's not, not every single person has a wonderful holiday every year. It's just not how it is. And 
what what you see when you scroll and on social medias or when you talk to friends, no one's really going to tell you. I think I lied. Like, <laughs> I think when I was home, I think the only person who knew I was home was my mom. I think I lied to everybody. I think I was like, oh, no, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And I was like faking it or like, sorry, it wasn't by my phone. Bitch, I was crying in the bed. <laughs> I think I lied. People lie because to tell the truth is so painful to for people to know like you're so sad. You don't want people to know you're so sad. So don't focus on social media. Watch this video. <laughs> okay. Moving on from that. Um, let's get into hot topics. The way that you guys blew me up about this. SK and Raven from Love is Blind season three. Did you know that this was going to be the truth about SK? Here's what happened if you don't know. I'll catch you up. I'll catch you up. Um, SK and Raven was a couple that, this is from Love is Blind. So if you didn't watch the show, you got to watch the show. Especially if you're home today. If you're home today or home tomorrow, I think I'm posting this on Wednesday. If you're home Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, whatever, watch, watch. Okay, watch Love is Blind. SK and Raven, I'll try to do it quickly. They're a couple who um, left the show as a couple, but not married. So they did not get married on the show, but they left as a couple just, you know, realizing that today we shouldn't be married, but I love you. I want to be with you. Okay. Well, the show was filmed in 2021. It's 2022. So 2022 of this month in November, a girl came forward and showed texts on TikTok that, or she also sent them to Raven's DMs, um, that SK was dating this girl on the side. Do I have battery left? Hold on, let me check on my shit. Okay. And I think, am I in focus? I think, um, am I still recording? <laughs> Get me a fucking producer. I need a fucking producer. So, okay, what was I saying? Okay. Somebody DM'd Raven and said, I've been hooking up with SK on the side. He's lying to you. He's cheating on you. Raven believed SK instead. A couple days later, okay, a couple days later, another girl named Hannah made the same fucking TikTok. She made a TikTok saying, I've been dating SK for years. I knew he went, excuse me, sorry. I knew he went on the show. I asked him about it and he told me it was just for the money come to find out it wasn't just for the money him and him and Raven are obviously together she posted receipts her name is Hannah I will I was already following her that's what was so crazy so a friend sent it to me like bitch we gotta talk about this and then I go to her page I was already following her this girl Hannah on TikTok I liked her content I thought she was cute and funny like she posts funny content or just sassy content you know I like I'm like a girl's girl. Like, I just love those kinds of videos. If you follow her, you know what I'm talking about. If you saw her account and she posted receipts, videos, live pictures, screenshots, location. I'm talking, this was another Amber Heard, Johnny Depp trial. Like she had metadata shown of where the pictures were taken. There was no Photoshop. Okay. I was... Not shocked because a man, if a man is going to do anything, he's going to have the audacity. 
Okay, so this was not shocking, but it was very like, oh my God, we thought SK was the sweetest guy and him and Raven and Raven is that girl and she set her boundaries and her standards and blah, blah, blah. And he was just yesing the shit out of her because he had other women on the side. Now, Raven did not respond to these allegations right away, probably because there was no denying it. I I'm sure she reached out to SK and was, because they don't live together. He lives in California. She lives in Texas because he's um, still in school or something like that. And she works in Texas with her Pilates business. So I'm sure she spoke to him and he was telling her it's not true. It's not true. It's not true. Hannah said, because Hannah posted a follow-up video hours later and she said he called or she did an interview or a podcast or something. And she said, he was calling me and begging me to take it down. And I'm thinking, people screen recorded that, SK. SK, I'm talking to you. Screen recorded. The second she put it up, somebody screen recorded it. That's how it works. There was no getting out of this. That's the thing about people who cheat. (laughs) Especially when they develop. One night stand cheats, I can understand someone's logic of thinking they'll never get caught, right? Although everything done in the dark comes to light. But the two relationship cheatings is like, what did you, what did you think was going to happen? Especially with social media, because men have been doing this for decades. And I know before cell phones and cameras everywhere, it was probably easier to navigate, especially the men who had jobs with like travel. But You're on Netflix. People know who you are. <laughs> you have there that episode, that season had millions of views. It anything trending on Netflix, assume it has millions and millions and millions of views. SK. Like, what did he think was going to happen? I almost feel like a men do it. Because this is like, the two relationships thing is most of the time a man is doing that. I know women cheat as well, but they don't always carry out two relationships. But men do that. It's so bizarre because what do they think is going to happen when you do that? Like, what do you think is going to happen? It's either they just don't think and they're just having a ball and like, like SK was having fun. He was taking these girls to Miami, Dubai. He was, you have, did you see the TikToks? Um, if I could put it up here, I will. I could probably play it here because I can insert it. And um, if she still has it up and if he didn't take it down, I don't know how the intellectual property works. <laughs> Do I have the right to post it? Oh my God, my eye is itchy. Hold on. Oh, you ever get the itch in the corner? I love my makeup today, by the way. I did lashes like lash extensions. That's my new thing right now. I just love the way it came out. I feel like on camera, it it gets washed out a little bit. But in person, I feel like it looks really good. Um, Anyway, so she broke up with him because she we know that because she posted an update that they're going their separate ways and she feels stupid and she's heard about it. Here's the thing. Do you remember the episode where her best friends were giving SK a hard time? I said, I think I said like, Did I say anything about like that's negative? No, I think I said that's the type of friends you need. I wish I had friends who would 
be so defensive over me. Do you know what I'm saying? Like that is, Raven is a very lucky girl in that sense because that is such a blessing to have friends who care about you enough to look that man in the face and give him an attitude and ask questions because that's what they were doing. They were like, huh? They were questioning him. They were doubting him. And I love that. I don't do that. (laughs) I used to. Well, I guess people don't do that because you learn the hard way that not all of your friends are going to appreciate that behavior and it's about boundaries and it's it's borderlining toxic. In my opinion, I think as far as women go, I think that's a necessary trait. Well, maybe not necessary. I think it's really nice when your friends love you to the place of like, huh, this sounds like bullshit. I don't trust what he says. And that's what his, her friends were doing. They gave, And they got a lot of shit for being kind of rude to SK. Anyway, the best friend who was rude to SK came forward and said, I knew he was full of shit. I was like, okay, wait a second. Why are you making a TikTok? That's where it's like, okay, don't exploit my unfortunate circumstance because you feel validated. Feel validated, but don't be, I told you so, because it's not helpful. Even if you were a friend who kind of knew, okay, listen, here's a rule. Even if you know someone's boyfriend is full of shit, someone's husband's full of shit, someone's fiance's full of shit, even if you know and you've been talking about it, you 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 said something or you questioned or you you don't say to the person who just got cheated on or broken up with or whatever, you don't say to them, oh wait, something popped up, hold on. <laughs> something popped up, hold on. Oh. I think I stopped recording for a minute. Okay, I think we're back as far as video. Um, uh, What I was saying is, if you, you knew somebody was full of shit, you don't fucking say it. It's not helpful. (laughs) It's not helpful. Not you saying, I I knew it. Told you so. Oh, I fucking knew it. I knew he's, you're not being helpful. You're not being helpful. You know the people who do that, like after you break up, someone will be like, I hated him anyway. He was this, he was, it's not helpful. The person doesn't fall out of love or you don't lose those feelings overnight when they've hurt you. If they did, no one would go through heartbreak. Like it wouldn't hurt then. When someone hurts you, you still love them. You still care. You still like them. Like whatever it may be, that's why it hurts. Because holy shit, I still have these feelings, but there's no way I could take him back because he clearly is a sociopath. Because SK, that is some sociopath shit, hon. Okay, I'm talking to you. Sociopath. Like, what is going on? What You're fully carrying out two relationships or more lying to their faces and calm. Like, he's calm. Ooh, it's scary. That's, I'm sorry, that's scary. And I know there's a whole new thing we're not allowed to say, like, who's a sociopath? No, I'm saying I conspire to think, is that the word? I would argue that these are sociopathic tendencies because that's insane. And if he was, if you're doing, SK, if you're doing it just for the fame, okay, but maybe clue Raven in on it. But here's the next part to this. There are people saying that they both knew it was for the fame 
And that's why Raven did it as well, because it brought a lot of people to her content. I don't know if I agree with that. Only because, listen, for example, subtle flex, subtle, subtle, is that the word? Subtle flex shares TikTok got over a million views. My point is TikTok is not hard to get views and followers. Raven is stunning. She's gorgeous and talented. She's really good at Pilates. She's a hustler. Her body's so in shape. Like she's all muscle and toned in the Pilates way. Like she's really, really successful. I don't think she needed to do that. I kind of, if maybe she is full of shit, but I kind of bought into that. Um, because remember, she felt very offended that, what's his name? Bart. I was calling him bartender, Baptiste, whatever his name is. He was so into her looks and she was like offended by it. I understand that completely. When people reduce you to only what you look like, of course, yeah, like pretty privileged, blah, blah, blah. But it's fucking irritating when you want to date someone and they only, they don't even know anything about you. They just want to have you because you're so beautiful. Like they just want to have you. That's it. They just want to have you as you are. She noticed that. So to me, I read that like, that's why she's on the show. She wanted to date and find someone who didn't want to be with her because she's so hot. Raven is so hot. She's got light eyes, beautiful complexion, great skin, great body. I mean, it's like, duh, like she's very attractive. And I could see, especially girls who have a specific body, they get objectified even more. They get sexualized even more. Like she could accomplish so much in her life and she will still be reduced to her looks. So I can understand why she went on the show wanting to find someone who has no idea what she looks like, but still go into it with honesty. Maybe I'm just falling for it. You let me know how you feel, but that's what happened. As of today, let's pull it up. Let's pull it up. By the way, I want to do an ASMR episode. Is that tacky? Hold on. I was going to do um, a whole eating disorder episode today. I don't know if we'll get to that just because the filming and everything got so out of hand. So I'm hoping you're still having fun here with me. Okay, SK cheating. Go on TikTok. You type in SK cheating. Yeah, there's not much of an update. She posted. Oh my God, somebody else. Somebody, it's not funny. I'm not laughing at Raven. I'm laughing at the audacity. Another girl came forward. She posted on her Instagram story. I also dated SK from Love is Blind in 2019. And I've been silent until now. I'm absolutely so heartbroken to hear that so many women were hurt by his antics. But I've also known he was a serial cheater after I found hair in his shower drain that was not mine. After speaking to another woman, it was also not hers as well. Earlier this year, SK told me that he and Raven did not end up together, which is why he flew me out to Oakland to be his date for a party-themed Havana Nights. However, not only was he cheating on Hannah, but he was also cheating on Raven simultaneously. And then it got cut off at the end. I'm also, I'm, I am so happy this is all coming to light, blah, blah, blah. This is what I mean. This is why I'm laughing because it's like, if men have anything, it's the audacity. 
Anyway, it's very unfortunate. I'm not laughing at Raven's pain. This is on, this is public. And even though it's not Raven's fault, I'm sure she still feels a level of like humiliation. Um, Even though he should, he should, it's humiliating for him. It's not humiliating for her. However, you know how things go. If you've been cheated on, you know. Okay, next hot topic that I wanted to discuss because you know this is a Julia Fox Stan account. <laughs> oh, I saw the response and I almost didn't want to talk about it because my dream is to have Julia on and or go on her podcast and talk to her. And I hope this does not burn our bridge. Julia, I love you. But I feel as though one of my friends posted a stupid video and I'm just like girl you should have asked me first run that by me first and I would have told you don't say that don't fucking say that Julia Julia Fox okay the reason I don't know if you saw the video or heard about this people were hounding her because or getting on her there was there's this whole Thing on TikTok, specifically TikTok, about Julia Fo- people posting their think pieces about why Julia Fox is a piece of shit because she dated Kanye West. Finally, she responded to it. Now we all know why Kanye West is canceled. Sorry, my fucking eyes are so itchy. You know why? Listen, I love Huda Beauty. You know that I wear so much Huda Beauty, so many products, but I have an allergy to certain eye products like certain eyeliners make me really itchy the hoodie the hoodie the huda beauty eyeliner makes me really fucking itchy okay sorry um well next time i film i'm not gonna use this one um okay so she was getting tons of i saw them i saw all the thick pieces i saw all of the opinions on why julia is like an enabler or just as bad as kanye or all, I saw it all, okay? Julia responded to it. In her response, it's so... One, I want to point out that I am a laugher. Like, part of my showing love is teasing and being... A, I laugh at myself, too, okay? So, as I'm laughing at her, it's not me making fun of her at all but it's just so dumb like you ever have a friend that does something so stupid and you're just like what the fuck <laughs> like what the fuck that's how I feel about it like Julia what the fuck why did you say that she said I'm making sure I'm still recording she said in her TikTok that she dated Kanye because she thought that it would get Kanye off of Kim's back What was that? <sighs> That's the part that people are really taking from her response to it. Because what the fuck? She said a bunch of other shit, but like, did I, could I even hear the rest of what she said after she said that? She said she dated Kanye because she thought she can get Kanye off of Kim's back. And while they were together for a month, he wasn't bothering her. And listen, 
when it comes to Kanye and even talking about him at all, there's no way out of, there's just no way, there's no getting out of it alive. Like there's no way to navigate discussing him because in today's world of social media, people purposely don't use critical thinking skills and they don't practice duality. What I mean by that is she carried on to say that she's not going to reduce Kanye to his mistakes. And if you are Jewish, you're probably like, fuck off. Because yes, the fuck I am. And you're entitled to that opinion. He's the way the what he said about Jews and what is saying Jews bad. What he said about Jewish people and what he wants to do is fucking crazy. Could you imagine? That's fucking crazy. It was crazy that he said that. That was crazy. Like, what is going on? What the fuck is going on? He was crazy at the stuff he said years ago. And then he just doubles down and doubles down like, oh my fucking God. I typically don't pay attention to it. And I think I've said this on my story before. He lost me when he was publicly like abusing his wife. Going on social media and talking about your partner, ex-partner, is a form of abuse and harassment. But people don't care because it's Kim Kardashian, right? Because you you dated him. You knew what he was saying. Like, this is what I mean. There's no way out of it because you could say the same thing about Kim. Well, you married him and, and you were still married. You stayed married to him after he said that slavery was a choice. Like, there's no way out of it because you either see it like th- there's going to be people who see it like while he... Everyone should have dropped him when he said slavery was a choice. Or you're going to see it like, well, he still did pave the way for a lot of people and gave them careers and changed the culture of fashion and music. And anyway, my point is there's just no way to navigate talking about him. He has said terrible things. And the problem is he has such an influence. I have Yeezys. We have tons of Yeezys. Like just from the years of them being released because they are so fucking comfortable. Did you ever wear a pair? They're really fucking comfortable. I've moved into Asics. I have bad feet. I say this because I have bad feet. Like I can't wear regular slides. Um, I wear heels, right? When you wear heels all the time, you can't just wear any shoe. You need certain things in the sink. If you wear a flat shoe, like I cannot wear ballet flats. Can't do it. I either need to be in heels, a heel, or a shoe that will grab my foot and not stress it out. Yeezys fucking do that. Did you know that? Yeah. Okay. I have tons of Yeezys. I haven't bought them just because I've been buying Asics anyway. I'm an Asics person at the moment. But we've all been impacted. If you're fucking wearing matching sweats right now that are gray, you've been influenced by Kanye West and you didn't even know. That's that's the point, right? Like that's how much he's been able to influence fashion and culture and music and how many great fucking songs has he put out? I mean, it's just... There's no way to talk about it without it... like without it discrediting something else. Should Julia Fox be reduced to she dated Kanye West? No. 
Can you say that on a TikTok without getting ripped a new asshole? Also, no. (laughs) Can you say Kanye West is a piece of shit for things that he said, whether he meant it or not, whether it was manic, whether it's mental illness, whatever, without being attacked? No. Can you say that, well, we can respect that he still did incredible things and he didn't physically hurt anyone like from what I know he don't have any assault charges right like does he I don't I don't think so I don't think he has any assault charges on like I don't think he physically does anything but the power of words in today's world is just as bad because it causes ripple effects it makes people comfortable and desensitized and it makes people feel like they're validated when they want to be racist or is the word xenophobic or anti-Semitic if they want to be anti-Semitic? Well, Kanye said this, so I could be an anti-Semite. Like literally this is what happens in people's heads and subconsciously it doesn't happen. They're not like, well, Kanye said it so I could feel justified in my anti-Semitism. Like it doesn't go, it doesn't come out in a blunt way. Sometimes it does, but it doesn't come out like that. It's subconscious. And that's why it's so scary. That's why they deplatform people like Kanye West and Andrew Tate. And deplatforming is an entirely different conversation. But just to stay focused on, um, oh my God, he's fucking calling me. (laughs) Babe, I'm recording. Are you coming home? Love you. Love you. Bye. Um, I'm gonna have to finish up. Maybe I could do eating disorders later. I'll do as much as I can. My battery's dying anyway. Okay. Um, there's no, there's just no way to talk about it without it getting messy to someone. I think Julia shouldn't have said anything. (laughs) And she even said I was gonna put it in my book. Girl, save it for the book. Like, and the other thing is, Listen, I love her. I follow her account. But just like I love Wendy Williams, I'm not a parasocial type of person where I ride for anybody. No. Listen, somebody messes up, they mess up. I've told you before, I loved Johnny Depp when I was a kid. I was such a super fan. I loved him. I loved him. I loved him. When I found out about the Amber Heard stuff, that's when I was like, what? And even today, even after watching the case, I'm just not comfortable all the way. Maybe if I met him in person, had a conversation with him in person, I could judge better. Just like Julia Fox, like maybe if I met her in person, I could judge better. But as far as like parasocial relationships, I don't take anyone to heart that deeply because in my opinion, well, as an influencer, I kind of know the other side of it, but I don't, like I'm not about to go to bat. (laughs) I'm not doing that. I'm not about to be like, don't fucking talk about Julia Fox. I'm not going to do that. Have your own opinion. I don't think that she, I feel like she shouldn't have said that. (laughs) I feel like it was just like, girl, don't, we don't have to talk about everything. We don't have to answer every single question, which is, you know, I practice that same belief. I get asked things all the time, but I know that there's questions I cannot answer. Oh, another thing I wanted to talk about while we're talking about parasocial and politics and, you know, talking on social media about stuff. Um, One of you wrote to me and said, talk about the women in Iran. Listen to me. Okay. And listen to me good. 
there's a reason I don't discuss any politics. One, because this is escapism. This is an escapism podcast. This is not, you know, you could use your platform for good. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if I subscribe to that belief just because like, for example, I could use my platform in a way on the, on a small scale, right? Like I'm going to start working with, um, I already work with like Thorn and stuff, but I'm going to start working with, I think it's called the ACC. It's, it's where the, like if a dog has to go to a shelter, it's called the ACC in New York. There's a shelter on Staten Island and they need a lot of help. They need donations. So I made like an Amazon list where anyone could purchase and then it gets sent to me and I'll go drop it off. And you could see that I'll go drop it off because shares TikTok went viral. And I was like, oh, this is a great opportunity to use that, not to monetize, but I can help, I can help something else. I can help, you know, these dogs, it's cold. They need blankets. I saw, I thought of it because I saw that they need blankets. They posted on their TikTok that they need, if you have any extra blankets, I don't have any extra blankets. I could buy some blankets, but I was like, how many fucking blankets am I going to buy? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I can help on a small scale, which by the way, I'll leave it in the description. If you also, if you want to purchase anything, it'll get sent to me and I'll go drop it off and I could document it, whatever. But, um, like I'm going to bring them a bunch of stuff. But as far as I ran, I think a, a, an important conversation that I feel like people shy away from is what the fuck do you think I can do? You think it's not sickening to me? It is. It's, I almost can't even talk about it. Like that's how I feel about certain topics. It's way too heavy. This podcast is escapism and there's not much influencers can do with certain things. Now, when it comes to like voting, you could definitely um, get, say like voting in New York, I could probably get New Yorkers to vote and blah, blah, blah. However, I also believe that you shouldn't give everyone you like on the internet a platform for for specific topics. I, You know that I barely made it out of fucking high school, okay? Taxes, I need a whole CPA. I have someone that does my bookkeeping because I literally have no fucking idea how this shit works. I have to Google everything. I delegate tons of shit. Like, I'm not the brightest. It took me forever to even set this up and I don't even know if I'm doing it right. Why the fuck would you listen to me about policies? You should listen to people who study it and make it their life's work and have their own podcasts and their own platforms and their own, they 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 worked to be able to give you the correct information. I did not do that. Don't take political advice from people like me, right? Like save that space for the people who work really hard at it. I don't deserve that opportunity. Give that opportunity to people who worked for that. When it comes to advice and hot topics and hanging out and makeup and dog mommy stuff and pet parent stuff, you know what I mean? Like definitely, I work really hard to be a really good dog mom and I work really hard to spread awareness about um, child sex trafficking and how women can protect themselves because we are always a target and um, uh, trying to help rescue, dog rescues get adopted and all of these different things. But 
all to policies in Iran and how terrible it is. Like, what am I supposed to do? Just keep posting about how terrible it. We know it's terrible. It's awful. There's no denying that. It's in, it's insane. But it's also like you know that already. And if I doubt people come to me for current events, like I am not the news. And I just feel like I really want this to be a comfy space, just like the shooting. Let's talk about the shooting. Um, you know, I'm a strong ally and I, that's another, I feel nauseous. Like I, rest in peace to those who passed away. And this is what I mean. I'm going to fucking cry. How many episodes am I going to cry on? There's things that, there's a space for escapism. And I think that we should start just trusting your instincts. If you follow someone and you need them to post certain things, and if they don't post it, you don't fucking like them, chances are you kind of already thought they were a piece of shit. Do you know what I mean? And then you shouldn't follow them. I'm hoping that you know, you could tell by how much I share with you the type of person that I am and that I obviously don't condone shit like what's going on in Iran. And I don't condone anyone saying terrible things about Jewish people. And I don't condone mass shootings. Like, you know what I mean? But this is our, hold on, am I still recording? This is our happy place. And I want to keep it that way. And there's certain things that we can't avoid, of course. But I feel like, you know, you see enough of it. Like, I feel like we can't even go on social media without it. Like triggers, 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 negative, negative, negative. And personally, you know, I curate my feeds to be, um, to things I like. Like if you go on my TikTok right now, it's probably love is blind and puppies and chow chows and fucking podcast shit and fashion and nails and makeup and makeup trends and TikTok trends. It's not really anything serious. Once in a while, something serious will pop up, but I'll usually click not interested just because, um, you know, I, I feel like I've said this to you guys before. If I didn't, I have um, a panic disorder and something that incites that panic specifically was Korea and Kim Jong-un. I'm laughing because it's so fucking like niche and random. Like, bitch, what are you fucking saying? Listen to me. I must have been 2016 when there was, I don't even want to Google it, but There was like major threats from North Korea to America, but I was experiencing almost borderline fucking psychosis because the, I hope my battery doesn't die because I'm having such a nice time. Um, I was on so many steroids and you know, like roid rage, when you get steroids for treatment, it's kind of similar. Like you bug the fuck out, your skin breaks out, you get really puffy, not like fat, but just like bulk. And really crazy, like really like, like I couldn't calm down and I definitely didn't sleep. I didn't sleep for weeks. Like I missed work. I was out of work for so long because I didn't sleep. There were weeks I slept one hour a night and then that causes extra anxious feelings. And I must have read something or heard it on the news. And I remember one night I had a full blown, like a shaking on the floor, panicked about being so scared that we might get bombed 
Yeah. Okay. In that moment, I unsubscribed. <laughs> and that's when I learned you need to have boundaries with social media. That that if, okay, yes, having awareness of things is very important. And sometimes we can't deny stuff. But it's like, if I can't get off of the floor, what am I contributing anyway? You can't help fill anyone else's cup if your cup is empty, right? And these things empty my cup. I do a really good job 90% of the time and I work on myself and I try to keep myself calm, sober, not smoking. I haven't smoked cigarettes, not smoking cigarettes, not having cocktail, like trying to do everything pretty sober and healthy and stay afloat on top of personal issues. So to add on outside issues is like, you can't expect that from every single person. And I feel like that's a, a social conversation that people really don't like having and they don't want to hear it. I think it's good to really be aware that not everyone could take on the things you think they could take on just because they have a, a more strong demeanor. Like there are things I could discuss with a strong point of view and a lot of confidence, but there's things I simply cannot. And a lot of social things makes me feel very doom and gloom and very negative to the point where it starts to feel like, what is all of this even for? Like, what the fuck is the point? And that's a dark road. That's a really, that's a slippery slope. When you start to feel like, what is the point of anything? That's a slippery slope. And when you go on and look at the news every single day or feel like you need to be a justice warrior for every single fucking issue you start going down even further. And I noticed it again in the beginning of COVID. In the beginning of COVID, I felt so passionate because I fucking knew I would get it and I knew I would get so sick and I knew it would be scary. I fucking knew it. Like literally, I fucking knew it. I remember being, waiting for the ferry, hysterical crying because of watching everything going on and feeling like, I feel like my job should close down. Like why am I, what the fuck is going on? Like I knew I would fucking get it. And... Then I was watching, then I didn't go back to work. We closed down. I was watching the news every day. And let me tell you something. Again, it was a slippery slope. I had to stop. And that's, and it got worse and worse. I remember during the election, what, is, what date is that? Like October 4th or something? Um, I had my mom come over, okay? Because I was not well. Literally, I don't even think I had to say it to her. I was like, can you please come over? <laughs> I was like, I don't feel good. Can you come over? And she said, yes. And we just hung out the whole day. Like, it's not that easy for everyone just because they're an influencer and can get in front of a camera and discuss some things. I'm like slouching. I'm not slouching because I'm a sloucher. I'm slouching because I got to be near the microphone. Um, You get my point. So if, I, if there are things I'm not discussing, it's not because I'm like a heartless fuck <laughs> that... I'm try- like, it's a cop out. And no, it's because just like so many of you, I'm doing my very best with all of it, right? The other thing is, listen to me, it's not fucking safe, okay? Do you know what happens to people? Pay attention. Be careful what you post about po- politics and social media. You know how I tell you be careful what you post about when you show your location, don't post in real time. Don't show your fucking location, blah, blah, blah. Hold on. 
I got cut off again. Don't show your fucking location, blah, blah, blah. Don't fucking share every single thing, especially if what you feel is against what your surrounding areas think. And then on top of it, you're po- like people know where you live. Please don't do that, especially if you're a woman or LGBTQ plus. Don't do that. And if you feel so inclined because you want to, go right ahead. But I don't don't like to do that. I feel, well, you know, I'm a paranoid person. I'm not paranoid. I've Things have happened to me, okay? I just feel like it incites violence when you share any type of political view from either side, from from anything. So to me, speaking on certain things is like opening myself up to unwanted, what's the word? Harassment of any form. And not only do I not have the mental or emotional space for it, like most people don't, I don't think it's just a me thing, but I'm not comfortable, nor do I feel like I'm immune to actual physical harm from speaking on political views. And I don't even think that's a dramatic point of view. I don't think that I'm being dramatic when I say that either. I think I'm think I'm being smart. I think there's just some things that aren't for everyone. Maybe in some areas it's safer for you to discuss how you feel, but I just yeah, I don't do all that, okay? I don't do all that. I think it's very scary to do that, especially if you're, you know, I'm alone a lot of the time, which is like, I probably shouldn't say that either, (laughs) but I am. I'm alone a lot of the time and it's, it's dangerous. It's dangerous. And you know, I'm outside walking share and blah, blah, blah. Like it's just fucking dangerous. And I don't need, having tits is enough. Okay. (laughs) Just having boobs in public is enough. And I'm fucking tired of it. I'm fucking tired of it. I'm fucking tired of it. I'm at my wit's end. Oh. Oh my God. It stopped recording. Hold on. Hold on. I think we're back. We're back. I did it. I changed the battery pack. Okay. What was I saying? Oh, I'm at my wit's end. Okay. There's even, I told you, I'll listen to Telfy when I walk into the gym because I got to get I got to get ready because if someone fucking speaks to me at the gym in a I want to date you kind of way, giving me the fucking vibes, I'm not going to be friendly. I'm not. I'm tired of it. I'm fucking tired of it. I don't like it. I, you know, it's not always a compliment. And I, there's just too many circumstances where I've been friendly or just polite and it just went left. (laughs) Did I ever tell you guys about that? There was one time, there was one time I was in a Dunkin' Donuts. This was before Christmas. And I ran into Dunkin' Donuts to get like a gift card because um, it's just a good gift. I, I think it was for my stepfather. He gets, you know, a fucking Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts gift card is great. So I went in there and I remember I was getting this fucking gift card before we were leaving and I was going to put it in a cute Yankees coffee mug, blah, blah, blah. This guy said something to me, like, to the effect of that, 
I looked good and I ignored him. Obviously. And because I don't need, nobody owes you a thank you. And he got so upset, cursing me out, threatening me. It was, it escalated incredibly fast. Okay. (laughs) So I've had, oh, I can't even get into all the details. I can't, I can't share other situations, but just trust me. I've tried being polite and it never ends in my favor. So I don't do that anymore. So I just, you know, I try to avoid any extra drama. I do. I just try to avoid it. I feel like there are influencers for certain things. I am not one of those influencers just based on the history of my life. I can't add to it. And listen, I wish I could. If I can have security, that's the fucking, that's my goal. Listen to me. One of my goals (laughs) is affording, affording, being able to afford security. I would love that, okay? Because I'm not a good sleeper. I'm just a paranoid, anxious person. I would love to have security guards. Security guards, because I have the cameras. Talking about guards, like circling, that would be amazing. Coming with me places, coming with me to the gym. That is my ultimate goal. I love, I would love that. So anyway, I was going to talk to you today about eating disorders. Um... Should we still talk about it? I feel like this is a very long podcast. Maybe I'll do a second one later because my voice is running dry. And we talked about so many things. Not really. We only kind of talked about hot topics and Thanksgiving. Oh, I wanted to tell you that I, I'm still hunching over. Well, what am I going to do? Do I need a mic that's like this? Yeah, probably. I mean, I could probably sit like this. I don't know if the voice, the sound is going to be different. (laughs) Is this not the most chaotic, fucking boring episode you've ever seen? I'll get better. Anyway, I was going to talk about eating disorders because I feel like Thanksgiving incites a lot of disordered eating behaviors. And um, when I saw that me, I'm just going to get into it quickly. When I saw that meme of like, It wasn't a meme. Some dumb fucking journalist put on their headline, the BBL era is over, heroin chic is back. Do I think the BBL era is over? Yes. I don't think that people are going to be flying across the country much longer to get BBLs. Not only because things shift naturally, but because it's extremely dangerous. It's not regulated as much as you think. I actually know someone who had a very unfortunate experience after having a BBL, and I don't wish that on anyone. I'm not trying to like, you know, rebuke rebuke it. If you have a BBL, rebuke it if you want one. If you want a BBL, go get one. I've, I've had fucking work done. And I've told you before, if I could get one, I probably would have gotten one because they look so fucking good. They look so fucking good, bitch. <laughs> one of, um, you might know her, Alva J. We're like, social media for I I don't know if she would describe it as friends in my head were friends she recently got a BBL and before she got it I was like she don't need a fucking BBL but she's got a BBL let me tell you something she never needed it but she looks fucking good okay I love I love putting my arm like this is that like annoying she looks fucking good and if I got a BBL you guys would be like damn you look fucking good they look good most of the time but um they could be I'm clicking my pen sorry 
they could be very dangerous. And I think that's why it will stop because I think more stories about how dangerous they could be are going to come up because the dangers are, it's not like a boob job. It's not like um, breast implant illness and blah, blah, blah. Excuse me. I'm taking in so much air. It's not like that. By the way, he's going to fucking come in and ruin my fucking vibe because (laughs) I don't know if I've ever said this, but I might have mentioned it. Whenever he's home and I'm working, why is he in every fucking video? Why? Why? He'll be in my room. I have an ottoman in my room. I'm going to fucking take it out. I covered it once during Halloween. I had so much shit on there. And he was like, you, you put all the shit on here. So I can't come in and sit here. Like, I think he'll respect that I'm recording because, um, he knows I love the podcast and stuff like that. It's not like that he doesn't respect it, but I think he just, you know, he's always got to be in my fucking shit. So he's coming home. He's going to be home soon. <laughs> I'm already laughing because I want to keep filming, but I feel like I'm not going to be able to, cause she's going to be crazy and blah, blah, blah. So anyway, I'll just go for as long as I can. Um, anyway, I dropped part of my pen. My pen. I think it's going to be over for that reason. And I don't think heroin chic is going to be back like the heroin skinny. Listen, the ebbs and flows of a woman's beauty standard is way more than it gets created beyond what you see on social media. After the Spanish flu pandemic, it was the roaring 20s and and very skinny and like gaunt was in then as well. Like even the makeup trends, I know this because I studied makeup trends in fashion. I went to um, high school of fashion industries and I have a specific interest in makeup trends, of course, and how one thing leads to another and marketing and shit like that, right? So these flows of skinny fat, skinny fat, skinny fat happened way before Kim Kardashian was even born. These things happened way before Marilyn Monroe. Like these are natural things that happen in the human mind. So after the Spanish flu, um, people were really into being like, very skinny and even doing their makeup like heavy contour and kind of like putting a little rouge under the eyes like they just did makeup where it where it like um imitated being ill after so many people were ill and what did we just go through right what did we just go through okay i don't know about you but when i had covid for the first time because i had it three times i lost so much weight <laughs> because I couldn't eat. I could not eat. I was so, I've never been so nauseous in my entire life. That was like a symptom I had. I was so nauseous. I couldn't get anything down, not even water. Like I remember my mom was even Ubering stuff to the house. This is when we were in an apartment. My boyfriend was getting pretty, I wouldn't let him go get me anything because I couldn't even fucking smell it. Like literally get out. It was the worst nausea I've ever felt. And then they prescribed me something for the nausea that caused headaches when I was, that was another terrible symptom that I had was bad. I already get migraines. I had bad migraines. I might get one today because of all these fucking lights. (laughs) 
can I wear sunglasses when I talk to you guys? No, I'm just kidding. It's going to be fine. Um, and I got really, like I lost weight because I didn't eat for nearly 14 days. You're going to lose fucking weight. I'm not even exaggerating. I did not eat. I barely drank water. It was so painful. Was it 14 days? 12 maybe, I think, because then I ended up getting the treatment like on day 10, which is, which usually doesn't happen. And then by day 12, it started like getting a little bit better and then I could eat again. But it was a long time that I couldn't eat and I lost weight. This happened, my friends have told me the same thing. And now look, we're having a wave of like, oh, skinny is back and people are assuming Kim is on Ozempics, which is the, I'm so fucking tired of hearing that because I've already explained to you guys that I don't think Kim is on Ozempics. I don't think she's the type of person that messes with any type of substance. I think that if she was on Ozempics, she would be thinner than she is. I think a lot of people are forgetting that just because she's Kim Kardashian, the thing with Kanye isn't stressful and hurtful. Like, have you ever been through a bad fucking breakup? I've lost weight in a bad... I think once I lost like 15 pounds in two weeks <laughs> over a bad, it's not funny, but over a bad breakup, like that's like a joke. Like if you want to lose weight, get your heart broken. That's like a thing, hun. And I feel like people forget that part. I don't think she's on Ozempics. I really don't. I do think that's a trend in the, in the, in like weight loss right now because they're finding that Ozempics helps with addiction and a lot of people, you know, have sugar addiction or food addiction or carb addiction, things like that, that will lead to um, an unhealthy weight gain or lead to diabetes and blah, blah, blah. I don't think that's what she did. Anyway, I think these are the natural flows of what happens um, when, when something happens worldwide. Like when something happens that affects everyone in some way, shape or form, things will change. We've seen this before. This is not new. This It's not new to um, fantasize or romanticize being skinny after a fucking pandemic. Literally, we've been through this before. And then it will swing back around. However, the difference this time, I think, is I don't think it's going to be heroin chic skinny. I really don't. I think also we're in the middle of a fucking fentanyl crisis uh, and and being on drugs, like, a, what am I calling it? A drug crisis, an addiction crisis. People are addicted to drugs and some of these drugs make you very thin. It's more than just social media influencers being very skinny and like, oh, the 2000s are back. No. Let me tell you the differences that are changing. Um, and I don't think I unpacked this the last time that I wanted to talk about this. I did tell you that there are people who work really hard to make sure that it's a societal norm to not only carry your size, which is above 12, if you are, you know what I'm talking about, but normalize normal things like having a little pouch where our uterus is and, you know, not being real thin and not having a six pack and not... You know, there's people out there who passionately care about this and they have platforms now. And there's a lot of awareness around inclusivity when it comes to sizing and sizes of people. I don't think 
we're ever going to go back to the way we would be shamed into not being skinny or being skinny. Like, I don't think we're going back to that. I just don't. Like, I'm sorry. I just don't. I, it doesn't align. It doesn't make sense. There's no fucking way. You can't even say... You There's so many things we can't say now, and you think it's going to elevate or escalate to the place where people are going to shame you into being super skinny. Like, no, it's not going to happen like that, which is a good thing. What I do think is going to happen because of the pandemic, because this pandemic was not the Spanish flu. A lot of people died, but this is not the Spanish flu. Um, the Spanish flu was way worse. This is the type of pandemic where it's, first of all, there's treatments. I've had the treatment. It's a miracle, miracle workers. The Spanish flu, there was no fucking treatment. Um, I think something that will change is people are going to take their health more seriously. And when you take your health more seriously, um, that could lead to weight loss because some people find health and wellness in working out, in running, in walking, in eating less. Like there's a lot of those, those two things will parallel sometimes and that will lead to weight loss. So I don't think it's going to be like heroin chic. I think it'll be like people being mindful about what they eat and how active they are. Also, people don't work from, people don't go to an office anymore and just sit there, which is so unhealthy. Have you ever been like at a desk job? You you guys know I've worked desk jobs, a job that requires a desk (laughs) for years, even right now, but now I get to walk around all day and stuff. It's so not healthy. And I think now because so many people work from home, they're buying treadmills that they can use while they work at their at-home desk. A lot of people adopted pets that they go walk and run around with. A lot of people are taking having pets more seriously. There's just so many things that have altered and shifted that cause people to be more aware about their movement and how they're living their life because they have more time not commuting to a fucking office that they can focus on like, okay, what can I change? And what am I doing? And did my cholesterol go up? That's the other thing. Do you realize that? I think that this Ozempics craze, I think it's more than just people want to lose weight. I think people developed diabetes during the pandemic because they were home and gyms were shut down and they didn't want to go outside. People were scared to go outside. They were scared to socialize. They were scared to go to the gym if the gym was open because the gym was open in certain places. They were scared to travel. People's lives change dramatically. And then also people go to drugs, alcohol, and food as um, to pacify their uncomfortable feelings. A lot of people, t- like people were getting extra money from the government. They were ordering Uber Eats and ordering food and groceries and stocking up and and baking. Like, do you remember the first week like banana bread was off the fucking chart? It was like trending because so many people were baking. So these are people who never baked and never ate that much and never sat home that often are now sitting home, not moving, eating, eating, eating. They could have been borderlining diabetes. Do you understand what I'm saying? So if the Ozempic sales went up or the, or the use of Ozempics went up, it could be from that also. Like, I don't always think they just, yeah, I'm sure there's clinics that are like, oh, Ozemics makes you lose weight. Like, do you want to take that? But I think a lot of it could be there's more people than you think that are straddling the line of diabetes because we just spent over two years going through something major 
staying inside, moving less. And I think during 2021, people started shifting of like, hold on, I'm sitting down too much. Like I'm not doing enough. Let me get a fucking treadmill. The gyms are opening. Maybe I'll join classes. Maybe I'll do this. It's only now that people are like, hold on, I'm taking my health more seriously. And I think that's what's going to change. I think I think health and Pilates, like, you know how Pilates is trending and being toned and just smaller because you wanted to just be healthier. Like I told you, I'll probably lose weight because I'm doing my best to not eat as much shit. <laughs> and go back to the gym and you know I'm 31 like I gotta fucking make sure that I'm taking care of everything I can while I can while it's still fairly easy before it's not so easy to do that that's going to lead to weight loss working out more than before eating differently than I was it's going to lead to weight weight loss. It's not necessarily that I'm like gearing up because I have a goal of I want to lose 20 pounds. That is absolutely not my goal. It was for a while though. And that's what we'll talk about. So my point is eating disordered, eating disorders, disordered eating, unhealthy diet culture, all of these things, they come from somewhere way bigger than social media. Social media definitely adds to it and makes it more interesting and adds different factors. But this is way before. I mean, the other thing is, I feel like so many people have eat. My ear is itchy. So many people have eating disorders because their parents had eating disorders because of things like the Spanish flu and the Great Depression. The other thing was the Great Depression. People literally didn't have food and they were gaunt and skinny. Like there's so many factors that go into it that happened way before Kim Kardashian was even born. So to dial it down to, oh, they set the beauty trends and unrealistic beauty trends. There was unrealistic beauty trends before there was fucking cell phones. There's a history to this. It's not just um, in today's world. It's just not. Are there things that make it more interesting and make it, you know, more prevalent and more accessible? Yes. But it just it's just the natural cycles of human beings because it was already happening which tells me, I don't know if it tells you this, but it tells me that it was going to happen regardless. Do you know what I learned researching? all? Sorry, I have to fidget. I need like a fucking fidget spinner or something. I learned that these types of practices and disordered eating goes back to literally biblical times of people, of girls specifically, pretending that they don't need to eat because it would make them more worthy and more holy and be looked at as a saint. And what does that relate to today? That we feel more worthy when we're smaller, quieter, pretty, younger. These things go back way beyond social media. And it just gets repackaged and passed down, repackaged and passed down. And so how many people do you know that struggled with disordered eating? Women specifically, because men go through this too, okay? For a while, I thought it was only women. And then I'm thinking like, no, I literally know men who have struggled with eating disorders and they didn't know that's what it was. And I feel like that's part of it too. Like a lot of parents, um, moms specifically, don't didn't know that all of these things they were experiencing is similar to eating disorders. It's similar to 
practice on unha- practicing unhealthy diet culture, but it's, you know, it's packaged up to be like, no, I just, I'm taking care of myself. But it's really like, if you are purposely starving yourself because you ate too much the night before, that's not taking care of yourself. Right. Um, and anyway, while I was trying to research all this, I was like, holy shit, this is very deep. And I could see it being very triggering. And, you know, it was getting very dicey. And I'm like, I don't think I could say all this. I don't think I could say all this because this is the Thanksgiving special. It's supposed to be like fun for us to hang out. But I thought something comforting in case that in case you do struggle with these ideologies for yourself and um, have a hard time with eating and dieting or beating yourself up. Um, I thought I would share some things because we are coming up on a day where people overeat and it's, and it's okay to overeat that day. But it's also a space where maybe some of us are around toxic family members who comment on our weight. <clears throat> I personally don't have that. Um, and I'm really, really blessed because I used to be around people who would, hold on, let me make sure my microphone's in. I used to be around people who would say shit like that to me, you know? And I guess my goal is um, maybe if I share like personal stories, you could feel more comfortable when you're going to eat because that's what I want for you. Even if, well, okay. I've said this before. I do believe in taking care of yourself. And if you need to lose weight for your body, then you need to lose weight for your body. I am not against people losing weight. That's not what the fuck I'm saying. I'm also not in the body positivity category because a lot of those body positivity movements kick me out. They don't want people like me with my shape, plastic surgery. You know what I'm saying? There's, I'm like in a space where I'm not included. I'm not allowed because I didn't always, or I, I don't know, but they, they kick people like me out because <laughs> I have a boob job. I look, look a certain way. A lot of people assume I've had a BBL or have had lipo or whatever, or I'm, I'm, or because of my pictures, I promote unhealthy diet culture, which is not the fucking case, but you know what I mean? Um, I think that if you need to lose weight for your health, like cholesterol, hypothyroidism, what's the other ones? Oh, I can't remember all the names. Um, there's a bunch of different, even what I have, it's easier for me when I'm smaller. Okay. It's way easier. Like that's something I noticed when I would gain weight, it got way harder. So it's just easier for me to be a smaller size, but that also means like having more energy from working out and taking care of myself and eating better, right? So if you need to do those things, do those things. Do not question that. Don't let anyone fucking tell you, um, eat whatever you want, but you have high cholesterol and you have a history of heart disease in your fucking family and you have, no, eat clean, eat what works for your body, go to a doctor, be told by a doctor, get the proper blood work, check the T3 and T4. I know about all the things like do it the healthy way. 
but always choose your your health. No one else is going to choose your health. You have to advocate for your health, okay? So if you're at Thanksgiving and maybe there's some things that you know is going to spike your blood sugar or you know, trigger some type of health episode or, you know, work against your goal of being a more healthy human being, don't fucking eat it. Or And don't go. If going to Thanksgiving with family is going to trigger like a lot of unhealthy, disordered eating choices and make you stressed out or unhappy, don't go. I'm always going to advocate for that. Don't fucking go. Don't. If someone's there that's toxic, that's going to comment on your weight, don't fucking go. Don't go. Don't do that to yourself. It's just Thanksgiving. It's not even a religious fucking holiday. It's really not. Like, it's not worth fucking, it's not worth all that. I've washed this cup a hundred times and the sticker thing is still down here. It's like the remnants of the sticker. Am I blocking the mic? It's like the remnants of the sticker too. What else was I going to tell you? Uh, Hold on. What's on my notes here? Mm. I used to do all of these things. So I'm not speaking of like, I'm better than everyone else. No, I used to do all these things. I had an eating disorder until like 29, which is recent. And I told you, even going back to the gym puts me in that state of like, I'll have these old, I'll have these thoughts. And then I'll remember, I'll think to myself like, wow, it's, it's still a working process. Like going back to the gym literally caught, literally triggered um, toxic thoughts of the way that I'm eating. And I haven't done that in so long. Like literally going back to the gym would trigger that. So I know it's not, you know, healing isn't linear. Literally healing isn't linear. Like you're not just gonna, it's not just gonna shut off one day. Your eating disorder, I didn't cure your eating disorder because we did this fucking episode. (laughs) I know that it's way more complex than that. But I'm just hoping that maybe you learning that there's a whole history to this. It has nothing to do with social media. Beauty standards are created by things much bigger than social media. And these are all human experiences. And it was likely passed down to you from people, from your parents who also didn't know. Like these are not what you did, what you did wrong. These are way bigger than that. So I'm hoping that that sheds some light and gives you some perspective because Learning all these things helped me get past all of these disordered eating thoughts. Also having COVID three times helped me get past it, okay? The pandemic and everything we experienced helped me get over all of that. Also realizing that I spent a majority of my life trying to be smaller or being be something I wasn't helped me get past that too. Helped me get past a lot of shit. Like how, please think, with me how long have you spent trying to be smaller in some way whether it be your personality or your actual size or your voice like how often do you walk into to a room and you know let me let me be a little bit smaller do you know what i mean by that how often have you done that once i started looking at that i was like I spent so much of my life trying to fit into molds that weren't even made for me. I spent so much of my life looking at the food I ate and counting it and measuring it 
whether it be with my eyes or my judgment or an actual fucking scale or putting it into my fitness pal, all of it. I spent so long hating what I looks like. To only look at old pictures of myself in my fucking 20s being like, I was go- I was beautiful. I was beautiful the whole time. That's what sealed it for me. I had looked at old pictures of myself when I was at the height of my eating disorder. I wasn't eating, bitch. I wasn't eating at all. I mean, I, I was eating like very little... Sp- all day, coffee, going to the gym twice a day, going to the gym for two hours a day. Oh, I got cut off. I was barely eating. I was going to the gym two hours a day. I was puffing on the cigarettes nonstop. I was doing all of the things to be skinnier, skinnier, skinnier. I remember my hip bone showing, my collarbone showing. All I had no boobies left. I had no butt left. I've always been shaped like this, so I was still shaped like that. You probably have seen old pictures or or remember if you've been following me a long time, I was at my skinniest. And this was before I started gaining muscle because then there was a point where I was, I looked like looked so toned up. And I remember I had like such a good tight stomach, which I have to get back because my core is not as strong as it was. I'm just not as strong as I was. I started gaining muscle, but still I got so thin to a point where I cried in the mirror because I couldn't even recognize myself and I still wasn't fucking happy because the problem was not the weight. I was just trying to be something that I was never going to be. Some of us are just squishier people. Like how do I explain it? Some of us are just you are who you are. And then I started, beyond that, I started looking at all the body modifications that I've done. Even my boobs, even my teeth. I'm like, why did I not think I was good enough? And I started looking at that because in those moments, I would take a picture and be like, oh, I'm fucking hideous. And I look awful or look in the mirror and just think I look awful. I look awful. And then I'll look at, I'll go back and look at pictures and be like, If I was friends with me, I would have told me I look perfect. I looked, I looked perfect. So I did all that for what? I spent all of those years hating how I looked for no fucking reason. I was fine the entire time. I, and at times I was too small. Like I didn't even look like myself. I looked sickly. People would ask if I was okay. I wasn't okay, but still people would ask if I was okay. And it was just like, I was so in it that I had no idea how damaging that was. Because maybe in the moment you feel good when you feel so super skinny and you're like, I did it. I lost all the weight. Look how skinny I could wear anything. And all of that is just like, but did you really cure it in your head? Can you eat and not hate yourself later? So then I started, you know, doing, I guess, the shadow or inside work about that and getting sick with COVID and not being able to eat at all and, you know, not being able to taste and just going through the pandemic, realizing how fucking short life is and that you literally do not know what's going to happen tomorrow, which is a lesson I already knew. You think I would have 
remember that, but just, you know, like I said, healing isn't linear. And I've, I've learned all this before. Like your life can change in a day. My life literally changed in a day. I lost everything in at once when I was 25. So you would think that I knew all this when the pandemic started, but you know, you get desensitized again and you get comfortable again and you forget some of the lessons that you learned. But going through the pandemic, it really reminded me of that. And that also, um, you know, I spent all of my 20s beating myself up about everything I ate, about counting and oh, even thinking about it now. Oh, my fucking God. I don't. <laughs> I'm not counting shit. OK, I I'm not doing it. I don't want to do it. It's exhausting. That's the other thing. You exhaust it. Like, do you exhaust yourself? I exhausted it. I did it for so long that I, like, even beyond diet culture and body positive, even beyond all that, I'm fucking annoyed, okay? I'm annoyed. I don't want to. And I don't want to hear it. And I don't want to hear about it. And I don't want anyone else telling me about it, clocking it. I don't want my body perceived. Like, it just got so overexhausted. And maybe because I have a social platform and I have a public social platform and my looks are always perceived, Right. I didn't even want to do video for so long because I wanted something where it's not about my looks. I don't want my looks perceived. That I've exhausted it and I just fully fucking stopped. And then just ate whatever I want. I just I just do whatever I want. And it's so freeing. And I think I got attached to that feeling of how freeing it is to not eat, to eat and not think oh my God, I shouldn't be eating this. I, I'll i eat this, but I'm, I'm just not going to eat tomorrow. I'll eat this, but I'll go I'll go to the gym later and I'll, I'll do an hour on the treadmill. Like it just, it feels so good to not do that. However, I know it's like a, a fucking, it sounds like, um, what's the word? Hypocritical, because I'm telling you that I'm trying to watch what I eat and go to the gym, but in a different way now. So now when I go to eat something, I try to think like, okay, is there a lot of sugar in this? Like, is this going to spike my fucking blood sugar? Is this going to raise my cholesterol? Because I'm prone to high cholesterol. I've had, I have, um, I probably don't have it right now, but hypothyroidism is weird, right? Like it can come and go. I, I'm prone to having hypothyroidism. I'm prone to high cholesterol, all of these different fucking things that eating too much or eating certain things can trigger all of them. And if I don't move enough, like thank God for share because I probably would have had to go back on some type of hormone pill for hypothyroidism, but I'm always walking. I'm always doing something now, among other things. And I just have a better control over what I want to eat and when I want to eat. Sometimes I'll go too long without eating just because it's not a hyper fixation anymore. And it's not, um, I just feel like it came out the other side. Like it's not something that I'm constantly trying to factor in or beating myself up over it. But I do, you know, I have to make sure I don't eat too much fucking ice cream. I actually broke out over here because I was eating tons of the leftover candy. I have leftover Halloween candy in my freezer. <laughs> I was eating too much of it and I got a little breakout over here. That's the other thing. But I, I just, I'm i drinking my green juice in the mornings. And that definitely clears the skin. It already started going away. Um, 
do I want to end it there? I was going to go into my personal experiences with how bad the eating disorder got, but I just feel like, (laughs) should I tell you? You know, I think a lot of you could relate. I was so skinny and I just, you know, I guess there's really nothing even to go into. I was just eating as little as possible. I might have been eating 600 calories a day, going to the gym for over an hour and a half, cardio, lifting weights, just trying to do the most. And also like almost like proud of it, like peacocking it. Like, look at me, I'm getting skinnier. And I put all of my self-worth into my size. That's what it is. I put all of my self-worth into my size. And now at this stage in my life, I don't put my self-worth into my size. Now I see my self-worth as who am I to other people? And what do I contribute? And what am I known for? And who am I outside of what I look like? Which is like a whole existential crisis, right? (laughs) I don't know if any of you struggle with that. It's like a very, people in social media probably do. Um, If you work on social media. So yeah, that's how I got past it. Having an existential crisis during the pandemic of who am I outside of what I look like and what do I contribute? And am I worth more than my looks? After I spent tons of money, (laughs) I wish I would have figured that out before. (laughs) I wish I would have figured that out years before I fucking spent tons of fucking money. Oh my God. However, um, I still do like girly things. Obviously, I love doing my makeup. It's so relaxing for me. I love hair stuff. I love nails. I love clothes. Are you excited for holiday outfits? Because I am. I love all the sparkly clothes. Anyway, I'm just going to shift gears. I also have to finish up because I have to WALK her. I have to get this uploaded. And I wanted to bake. Okay, we're going to wrap this up. I wanted to bake cornbread and put my recipe on Patreon. So let me know what you think about that. I'll try to get it done ASAP. So you can have it for Thanksgiving. But even if you don't have it for Thanksgiving, you'll have it for Christmas, right? Because we're, we're going to be baking for Christmas. Um, for the holidays, whatever holiday you celebrate during December, even New Year's, whatever you do. I'll try to get it done bef- so you could have it tonight or tomorrow, meaning Tuesday or Wednesday, but sometime before Thursday because it only takes an hour to do. It doesn't take long to do. It's quick. I want to share it on the Patreon. So I'm going to get this video up and then put this, put the Patreon link down in the description. This will be on YouTube. I'll try to get the video on Spotify as well, but it'll probably just be on YouTube. And yeah. Oh, I made the gift guides. I made gift guides on Amazon for gifts for her, gifts for him, stocking stuffers, unique gifts for people maybe you don't know what the fuck to get them. Because I like to believe that I'm very good at picking great gifts. It's also really fun. So they're on Amazon. I'll link them they're on my Amazon storefront. Follow. And I'll put the YouTube. I made a YouTube for my big sister's podcast. So you got to follow everything. I'll put it all in the description. It will also be on our Instagram at my big sister's podcast. And 
that's it. Um, if I film something else, I'll post it because I feel like this didn't get, but this is also my first video episode. So I'm like way more distracted and too many spinning plates and you know, we'll get better with time, but I appreciate you being here. If you're listening, if you're watching, contributing, supporting, whatever it may be, I appreciate you being here and I hope you have a lovely day today, no matter when you're listening to this, if you're home on Thanksgiving, if, if you're with family, whatever the fuck is going on, um, subscribe. I love, I have to go. He's home. <laughs> I love you and I'll see you next time. Bye. Oh, wait, I forgot. Stay away.